The number you have reached. WRKS Pickens Jackson. From college football to the NFL to high school football. 365 days a year. Hear it all on Jackson Sports Authority. Live and local at 105.9 The Zone and online at thezone1059.com. Now let's get back to the afternoon drive with Jake Wimberly. Two coming up right now, brought to you by Mississippi Legends Grill. Get out this week. Trivia, bingo, kids eat free on Thursdays at Mississippi Legends Grill, corner of Castle Woods Drive and Lakeland Drive. Get out and see our good friends at Mississippi Legends Grill. Find them on Facebook.com forward slash Mississippi Legends Grill. Get the lunch of the day and enjoy. Chris Landry every Monday, 4 to 4.30. Landry Football on Twitter, at, of course, at Landry Football, and then, of course, LandryFootball.com. Chris, welcome in. How are you, sir, as we turn into October? Yeah, man, I, uh, I'm doing well, but uh, I can't believe we're going into the, the halfway point of the college football regular season this week. Um, and we know a little bit more about these teams, but still a lot of question marks as I kind of go through the tape and study these teams, Dick. There's, um, I don't know, there's some interesting things to uncover. There is. Let's start with Georgia before we get in-state. Had some questions on Georgia in the first hour and said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on with Georgia? They played uh, sloppy against Kent State. They played really sloppy against uh, Missouri. Dang, they almost lost that ball game. Um, you know, and Chris, I can remember, and you can expand on this, you know, Jackie Sherrill used to say, hey, you can get a team up for the first game, a rivalry game, and about one more in the middle, and then the rest of it, you better have great leadership because it gets really tough to get these knuckleheads up each and every week. Is that the case with Georgia, or are there some deficiencies starting to show with Georgia? Well, I think – some of that's true. Uh, so, yes, I think some of that is the case. But there's, you know, I think the other thing is everything is based upon what the expectation of that team is. So, you know, a lot of people were questioning a lot of things at the beginning of the year. And then after Oregon, well, this Georgia team is dominant. No one's going to touch them. And, you know, well, they weren't as good as they looked. I mean, they were good that week, but. They're not unbeatable, and they're not as good as last year's team. They don't need to be. I mean, they're not playing last year's team. So they were, you know, everyone thought they were unbeatable, which they're not. I think people are looking at things right now like the sky is falling, and they're not. But here's what I see on tape. Okay, you you don't have as much depth because a lot of the depth, Jake, is starting this year. That was the depth last year, and they played and played well, but they don't have as much depth. So, you know, Carter goes down again. They'll be without him for a couple of weeks. They're, they're down two receivers. You know, Bowers is the only guy that can get open. And look at their running backs. The running backs are good, but they're not that good. And the offensive line's young. And so, look, the reality is they're not as good, and they're not playing as good. So if you go into a game and you're not playing hyper-motivated, you can't just win on talent as easily and dominate as easily as you would, say, last year's team that just can do things, you know, even even if you're not having a good week. So I think that's it. Uh, so, yeah, there are real issues. Uh, what does it mean? Um, I mean, I still think they're in good position to go forward and, you know, win maybe all of their games. You know, and uh, we'll, we'll get to the Tennessee week, you know, early November when we get to it. But, no, I still think they're in good position, but they're just not as good as people thought. But they're still good. 
And they're still, I think, one of the four best teams in the country, and I think that'll prove out at the end of the year. But, but uh, listen, I'm, I'm a week-to-week. You know, it's not a 12-week season, Jake. It's 12 one-week seasons. And I think a lot of times, even for the best of the best, they're flawed more than we think. And when you don't win by 40, what's going on? I mean, I don't get it. You know, I, I don't know that they're going to beat teams regularly by 40. Some teams they will. Most of the time, they probably won't. Chris Landry on your radio. Find him on Twitter at LandryFootball, LandryFootball.com. Mondays on the afternoon drive, 4 to 4.30. Ole Miss uh, hangs on to get a win, 22 to 19. Will Levis, uh, you know, he had a nice day, 220 yards, two touchdowns. Jackson Dart, 213 yards. Uh, You know, Judkins, a nice day on the ground, 106 yards and a touchdown. Ole Miss, again, not a lot of offensive action in the second half, but they do hold on to win. How do you frame up Lane Kiffin's team at 5 and 0? Look, I was impressed how they won. That they're winning win defense. And I know that Kentucky didn't play well and made a bunch of mistakes and costly mistakes and ineffectiveness in the red zone. But you know what? I think I'm going to give just credit to Ole Miss and their um, their defense that was very good situationally and made enough stops. And to be honest with you, their ability to run the football well enough and to play good defense is the key to them being perhaps the third best team in the SEC. We'll see over time. I mean, it's still, I think, a little distant in third. But I, I, I thought there were some unforced errors by Kentucky, and I thought there was, to me, some some questionable decisions by Lane that could come to haunt them in other games and could have haunt them, haunted them in this game. But I still think it's a pretty good team. And – you know, I know that this is the only good team that they played thus far. So we're gonna we're gonna see going forward. You know how good this team is, but I'm at least uh, you know if you get that win, you got Vanderbilt and Auburn are struggling um, at LSU, A and M. I mean, the schedule's really good for A and M if you think about it. You know, because Arkansas, you don't know what you're getting there. I mean, it's you know Alabama's a different animal still. But, you know, Mississippi State, well, I'm excited about the Egg Bowl this year. I always am, but particularly this year. It's a good team with a really favorable schedule. Tennessee's in the same boat. Good team, favorable schedule. Um, and that's, I think, the battle right now for Mike to be the third best. And I think Kentucky was in that mix, too, and is probably just as good. But they, they made too many mistakes in crucial moments. So credit Ole Miss for – you know, maybe not being clean, but cleaner and coming up with defensive stops to to win that game. So I was impressed. Speaking of Mississippi State, they get a win, forty-two to twenty-four. Never really looked back. Twenty-one fourth quarter points. Uh, Will Rogers again a big day, three twenty-nine through the air, three touchdowns. Uh, you know, two teams that look like they're going in two different directions: Mississippi State and Texas A and M. Yeah, I, I thought this was going to be a blowout. We kind of broke it down on Landry Football and said that. Um, this is looking like a blowout to me. I mean, I just don't see that uh, AM, I don't know if they can score against air at this point. They are bad, and uh, they got a lot of problems. And, you know, that they don't have good quarterback play. They got one good running back. They don't have receiving core that can play. Protection issues. They have some schematic issues in protections. It's a mess. And you could see that Mississippi State, you know, being able to get it done here. So, uh, impressed and how dominant they were. And I'm just curious to see what State can do against Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama. That's a three-game stretch, though. That That's where the rubber meets the road a little bit. Arkansas is beatable. And Kentucky, certainly. 
those two games, and then obviously at Alabama, is always difficult and probably not a good match for them. But, um, you know, I'm excited to see what, the, what they do the next couple of weeks. It's a good team, and um, I think they're talented defensively. I like their running game, and I like the quarterback. And, I, you know, I actually think, you know, this, this kind of this old, well, this little old Mississippi State that, you know, they're try-hard. I think they're really good. I mean, I think they're talented. Um, they were completely outcoached against LSU, and I just think they're in a miss here where they can take a, you know, a couple of weeks where they've got really good chances to win these games. I'm just curious to see if they'll do it or they'll be kind of the as Mike's teams tend to be really up and down and struggle to adjust sometimes a little bit late. I'm curious to see how this plays out here in the next couple of weeks. You referenced Texas A&M with the lack of firepower. Now Alabama goes on the road and and wins fairly easily, forty nine to twenty six. We'll see if Bryce Young is available this weekend, but I don't know that they're going to need Bryce Young with Texas A&M coming in, are they? I'm with you. Um, no, I think they can win multiple ways. I just don't see A&M scoring doing much offensively against uh, Alabama. So I, I think that they'll be able to run the football with Jalen Milrow. I would I would expect that's what they're going to do. I don't expect Bryce to play, but but here's let me let me say this. I know Nick Saban very well. I've coached with the guy, and I don't. I, I I have no idea what the medical reports are. But if let's just say Bryce Young were cleared to play, like let's just say he threw this week, he play. I mean, it's straight. If the doctors say you're ready, Nick Saban's not one of those. Well, we can beat A and M without. We're going to let him sit a week. That's kind of the the way other people look. That's not how we looked at it. So I think if he doesn't play, it's because he's not being cleared to play. I'm with you. I don't think they need him to win. Um, I think they can win uh, like they did in the fourth quarter with Jalen Miro. A little shaky in the third quarter. Particularly, Jake, that if they know early in the week, they're going to put the full Jalen Miro package in, which is going to be similar to what they had with the Jalen Hurts package. So now you got to remember, let's remind folks out there that you got a week where you can practice that 80% of the time instead of 15, 20% of the time, because that's all they're doing now. When when Bryce is the quarterback, Jalen Miro is not getting a lot of reps. So when he gets into the game, it's based on limited reps in practice because you've got to get your number one ready. So you, that was some adjustment period, but that is – an indication why Alabama, once again, is the best program in the country year in and year out. Yeah, they're talented, but they coach it up. And look at that third quarter. Arkansas was taking it to them. All the momentum had shifted on the road. And what does Alabama do? They make simple adjustments, blocking scheme adjustments, boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden, they just close the gate on on, on, uh, on Arkansas. I, you know, a lesser coach team, probably that game may – turn out differently so they now have a chance to go ahead and work the whole Jalen Milrow package if they choose to do that and that's where they go then he's going to go and I I think A&M they'll they'll play with some fight but right now uh, that whole emotion about what this game was going to be like um, it's completely changed Jake I mean right now they're trying to figure out can you know what how can is there any way we can get rid of Jimbo without without having to buy him. I mean, it's completely changed. Remember in May and June, it was a Jimbo. We're going to get him on October. And now it's like, I don't think they're, you know, they're in Jimbo's corner in college station right now. I think they're, they're apoplectic. Uh, 
and you think about this, you know, the whole eight and four A and M, A and M eight and four. It's going to take one heck of an effort for that team to be eight and four this year. I mean, that, that's seven and five looking as the day is long right now as we look at it. He's Chris Landry. Find him on Twitter at LandryFootball. Check him out, LandryFootball.com. Got to take a timeout. We come back. We'll carry on with Chris. More college football, little NFL, and more. Back in a bit. 